Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to another Welcome to the J podcast episode. I'm your host, Jahans Madiga, a.k.a. 12, a.k.a. Canadian Red Bull. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network, where you can see content such as this. Different former players, representative of their alma maters, talking a whole lot of college basketball. I'm here with a very special guest on season two. He's the 12th guest, and you guys know how much 12 it's an important number to me. Oh, it's the uh, second time it. stepping. Yes, go. It's the second time stepping into the appreciate J with you. me. He was my point guard for three of my four years uh, at the Hilltop. He was also my point guard for the TBT Omaha Blue Crew team this past summer. He's easily one of the coolest cats to ever wear a Blue Jay uniform. He is big money, large cash, grande dinero, Austin <laughs> Chapman, the pride of the colony, Texas. Let's go. Yes, sir. Government. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I know I was the 12th guest. Um, yeah. No, that's big for you, yeah. too. Congrats. Bro, I appreciate you, obviously, taking a little bit of time out to talk to me. How you been doing, man? How you holding up? Doing well, man. Doing well. Can't complain. Um, life, you know, smacks you, but just growing and learning, honestly. So it's been fun. Um, body's getting healthy. So doing well. Growing and learning, bro. That's all we can do. You already know what it is. We got a few things that we definitely have to talk about. We're definitely going to get into some get into some shit. But uh, first and foremost, you know, we got to talk a little Blue Jay basketball. Last time we saw him, not the outcome we were looking for. Lost. 75 to 41 on the road at Nova. Uh, we had seen the same team beat, previously beat Nova at home by 20. I know you're a big fan of the Jays, as all of us alumni are. We always tap back in and watch as many games as possible we can. Uh, did you have a chance to watch that game? And if you did, you know, what were some of the things that you saw go wrong for the Jays on the road in Philly? Uh, I wasn't so much tapped into that game. I, I you know, I, I saw it here and there. I didn't watch the full game. Oh, but I would say it's still a young team. You know, you're on the road one, um, two, so they're going to have a little bit of struggles. Um, I don't think Hopkins, as he usually would, um, could study the shit, you know, and that's kind of like his job and kind of like why he's been so instrumental for him. Um, it, you know, uh, guys just kind of played up and down. I think missing Sharif, too, is kind of a killer right now, too, um, just kind of putting a, a wrench in things. So I, they'll bounce back, though, man. You know, they're a young team, had a big bend win uh marquette big win against nova at home so it's like you know home home so whatever um that counterbalance but i think they got a lot of potential man they're just young i think you know like as we know you gotta you gotta get some of those war wounds bro um and then honestly you know you build from there i think if you ask any Korean fans if we went versus nova on a yearly basis they would definitely take that opposition so like you said in the grand scheme of things we beat them at home they beat us at their place, you know, one and one as the season moves on. You mentioned Hawkins. He really, 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 really struggled in this game. He didn't score a single bucket in this game. And like you said, he has been the guy who, as a fifth-year senior, a guy that's transferred in, who's had a lot of success at the Division II level, has really, you know, carried on that leadership. Um, he's been the leader for the Jays, especially in these tough environments. How instrumental – have you seen him be for the Jays, especially like you said, in those moments where things go awry, he's usually the guy to be able to write the ship. He's usually that motor, man. Um, he makes sure cool heads prevail. Usually, um, you know, uh, he's just kind of 
the extension of Mac, you know, uh, Nemhart being a younger guard and still trying to figure out what Mac wants, of course. Um, usually the point guard kind of is that coach outside, you know, between those squares. But he kind of he kind of keeps the ship steady, man. Um, I just like his game. He kind of gives you what you need when you need it. He knows when you need what you need, you know, um, if that makes sense. When you need to stop, he knows you got, these guys need to stop. When you need a big bucket, he knows that. He knows when to attack. He knows when guys are in the bonus. So he's a real heady player. Um, I like him, honestly. Um, and I think he's the reason. <laughs> I do, man. I, I love him. Um, I think he's a big part of their success, really. You mentioned Nemhard. We definitely got to talk about him. You were a point yeah, guard absolutely. for the Jays. Uh, since you've been at the Hilltop, uh, Coach Mack has recruited Maurice Watson, uh, Marcus Zagorowski, and now he's found a gem in Ryan Nemhard. What is it do you think it is about Coach Mack that he's able to find these guys who know he knows exactly how he wants his offense to be ran? He's able to find the guys who he sees has the potential to do it. You were his very first point guard recruit. I don't know if you realize that or not. And he gave you the keys to the office, essentially your sophomore year moving on. So uh, what do you think it is about Coach Mack and his relationship with point guards that attracts such good players such as yourself uh, to Creighton? I think it's a testament, honestly, first, uh, just kind of to the history of Creighton. You know, they've kind of had a steady point guard over time, um, going all the way back, you know, Dotzler, um, guys before him. Uh, I don't know if you put Funk in that that category, but um, Antoine. Um, and then from there, you know, he kind of just built this certain mold uh, which, you know, the point guard's kind of got to be the leader of the team, right? So he kind of predicted off this mold, and now, you know, guys, he's getting better and better at a higher, higher level. Um, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see, too, especially coming straight out of high school. So, yeah. It, straight nice out of high see. school and, and yeah, a Canadian. Nice you know I love that. Uh, uh, of course. What have you seen? What have you seen in Nemhard's nah, game? I love Nemhard. Sometimes, like, as fast as he is when he gets that outlet, it reminds me sometimes of how quickly you would get the ball up the court. Obviously, back then, we had a 35-second shot clock. These guys are working with 30 now. But you would get the ball up the court with, like, 33 seconds left for us to operate our offense where we could literally run two sets if we had to. What, what number are some was of the my man Marcus? Hold on. What number was my man Marcus? Is that Gorowski? yeah. Uh, 11. <laughs> 11. Okay. Okay. So I think yeah. it's, he's honestly like a mix between me and Marcus, honestly. Um, and mm -hmm. he's just like a perfect mold. Um, and he's just so um, patient, you know, wise beyond his ears, you know, and usually people that younger are sped up, you know, the game's one another notch faster. Um, and he just has to have great tempo um, and understands the game, man. And I think that comes from playing, doesn't he play on a national team? In Canada, yeah, he played right, under and it's just, under 19 right, and so he's just summer. been playing with older guys um, longer, and he just you, it shows, it shows. Mm -hmm. He is certainly wise beyond his years. He's composed, sure. yeah, composure is super, super composed. I like this hybrid of you and uh, Zagorowski. Uh, I think Zagorowski was just the epitome of like patience as a point guard. Uh, but obviously yeah. not nearly as quick as you and Ryan are, but I definitely see some of those things that you're talking about. He's got the eyes of WAP too. I'll say that. He's got the eyes of WAP. You know, he could toss yeah. it. That's for sure. I play, with, I play with Maurice out here in Poland. Maurice has vision that I don't even think, I, I don't even know what he sees or when he sees it, but he sees it. Yeah. <laughs> he sees yeah. it and he just kind of goes with it. And he, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's testament to his game too, you know.
Before we move on to our next topic, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet with Bet Rivers, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay Instant Approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call telephone number 1 800 Gambler. Definitely got to talk about the fact that COVID is taking its toll on the season already uh, early on in the Big East schedule. Things were kind of smooth sailing until we got into the Big East schedule where there was no cancellation of games or postponement of games. And then we have the game against DePaul being uh, postponed. Uh, we're, we just had this game against Providence be postponed. Unfortunately, this is just something that we're going to have to live with. Obviously, we want players to be as safe as possible. But there is one thing that's for sure. When the Jays were kind of, you know, getting their feet back under them, they beat Nova at home by 20 they can't really ride that wave of momentum going into their next game at DePaul because it is canceled. They're able to regroup, go at market on the road and win. Uh, and then once again, another cancellation before they have to play uh, Villanova on the road, where obviously we talked about it earlier in the, uh, in the podcast where they got beat pretty badly. Now you have another cancellation against Providence. This lack of building momentum, which as you know, uh, you've played on these great Creighton teams. When you win one, two, three games, that momentum can really ride you into the season. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're fighting off three, four, five games in a row, strictly off of how good a team feels. The fact that the boys are not going to get that as the year is going on. How do you think that's going to affect their play down the line? Uh, it's just like anything, man. And I think we've seen it, how, you know, going Testament all the way to the bubble um, in the NBA, um, and just kind of like the overseas, um, it's just kind of how spotty the games have been um, over the past like two years, man. Um, it's hard to catch a rhythm. Basketball is a game that runs. If you're not in there consistently too, um, in that rhythm, you know, it's hard to simulate that. You can practice all you want, scrimmage all you want. Um, but until you actually get in that setting and that feeling, you know, that adrenaline and all this, it's, it's just a whole different feeling. Um, but like I said, it's just going to be a testament to Ryan Hawkins and like Mac. Um, and those older guys, like Sharif still is being somewhat of an assistant assistant coach over there, right? Um, and kind of <laughs> trying to steer those guys in the right direction. Um, so it's just kind of going to be like more of the senior leadership, I think. Uh, man, Hawkins kind of just trying to keep those guys steady and consistent at it and just working at it really at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, you know, it'll come to fruition and balls will bounce and everybody will eventually hopefully get to play here soon. But we'll see what happens. You mentioned how difficult it is to simulate that in practice settings, you know, no matter how many drills or, you know, how many scrimmages that you have in practice, it's very hard to simulate that game-like atmosphere. But I'm just going to put you in Coach Mac's shoes here. If you are Coach Mac, what are some of the things that you're trying to build on in a practice setting that whenever game day comes, whenever that'll be, uh, you know that the boys will be ready no matter who the opponent is? You know how he is, man. Like, everything's going to be sharp to a T. All the I's are going to be dotted, all the T's across. Um, it's just still sharpening the tools, right? Like, they're still young, right? Like, so you're still going to have to be working on the, the basics still. Um, but 
just still make sure you're getting good sweats, honestly, um, and again, good, good run, good bump, um, but also rest, you know, rest is important. And I was think that was something that, you know, uh, back in the old age, I guess we consider the OGs now. And like in the day, like rest still, even before us, the rest just wasn't something that was essential, you know, and that's something that like I pride myself on more than actually hitting it too hard, you know, because um, honestly, if I'm well rested, you probably play better. <laughs> for, real, for real though <laughs> for real though yeah. i remember he used to have us jump into the ice baths and stuff Damn. like just to make sure that we were good to go and then obviously yeah. giving the guys who are playing heavy minutes adequate rest uh you still feel that's the recipe for success right oh heads and beds heads and beds after oh. <laughs> you know it you know it. <laughs> heads you know and beds bro you know it the, this team is it is still a young team. Uh, Sharif is still not available. We hope that he'll come back, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, how do you think his, you know, lack of avail- availability has hurt the Jays? I've always said that, you know, especially on the defensive end, they're missing another shutdown guy on the wing that could really help him out. But uh, speak more about his absence and how it's hurt the Jays. I think it's been like a double-edged sword, right? Um one, Mac Nui at this super young team, uh, a lot of new guys coming in. Um, so it's made a lot of other guys step up, right? Um, and that's what we saw at the beginning of the year as well. Um, and that's, you know, they got off to a great start, um, had to take on new roles. Um, but also, you know, I think they're missing a key part where in certain games, you know, he would have been able to study certain ships, turnovers wouldn't have maybe got to certain places of where they gotten. Um I wish I think is a lot of reasons why they lose certain, you know, some of these games is just taking care of the ball, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I wish Sharif, I think he could add to that a little bit and help deflate a little of those, those TOs. As we're recording this podcast right now, the boys are 10 and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the entire spectrum from them losing questionable games like Arizona State to blowing teams out like they did against Nova. Uh, I'm just going to give you a scale of zero to 10 what's your optimism for this team moving forward and give me reasons why obviously i guess what's this what's this whole spectrum here zero to ten what what, what do they do like it's 10 winning a national championship or what do you say 10 is like 10 is like sweet 16 ish right which is where they got to last year and everything else i mean you could just kind of fall below that uh Maybe. I'm like not one to try to make those predictions, especially when I don't have any play, you know, in the, in the whole situation. But um, it just, you know, I'm not too sure on uh, the timetable on Sharif either. You know, I think that has a little bit of uh, play to uh, or say. Um, I'll keep it on the I'll keep it on the conservative side. I say like a seven and a half, honestly. Um, just for what say, let you know, um, and I think they're eager, right? Like they haven't been on the stage yet. They're young. That's why they probably did come out with so much energy. Um, and I think, you know, we will probably see seven and a half to maybe, you know, if you they're playing great, you can see a nine and a half, I think. But that's just everything clicking right. And, every, you know, like luck is involved with some of that too. Um, so, yeah, you could see a nine and a half, but I would say 7.3. <laughs> Okay. I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna make it easier for you. I was about to ask simple, just simply, is this an NCAA tournament team? I believe so. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I believe the Big East is pretty deep um as far as the teams go. Um 
and just from their preseason and just kind of, you know, this is kind of, I think one of the first years they, you know, played pretty tough talent uh, throughout majority of the preseason. Um, so well, I'm is, it, is this one of the better or more talented teams that you've seen Mac put together? Because I've been sure in recruiting that. class. Um, yeah, yeah. I know we did have one of the best recruiting classes. Um, but yeah, top to bottom, yes, I would say mm-hmm. as far as one through even the walk-ons, you know, or everybody is great competition. I, I think I, I haven't been live to a game yet, but I have seen practices and even the walk-ons is great competition and the red shirts is, you know, everybody's competing. So that's what you kind of want from everybody and everybody, you know, shooting for a shot. So basically all this team really needs is, you know, to build consistency. We'd love to see it, you know, because I think obviously them being young and not having that playing experience with one another, there's going to be days where you're like, man, what are those guys doing out there? But because they're so talented that they overcompensate with some of those things with their talent. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to build some of that consistency going down the stretch as the Big East season, you know, unravels before our very eyes. And I think that's something that Max is going to have to just let play out, right? Like they're super young, right? So like a lot of that, you just kind of have to let the ranks go and let them make mistakes. And if you lose games, you lose games. That's, you know, that's fine. But next year then, okay. Next, it's, uh, next year. Yeah, I, bro, yeah, I've, a, been saying, a, I've been saying, I've been saying. That's a trophy. If this team stays together. Yeah, that's a trophy. Year, I don't know if Hawkins scary. can get back and be on the Grand Gibbs wave and do the whole, you know, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Build the statue. Yeah. You and I had a chance to reunite, so to speak, this summer. Uh, we played in the basketball tournament TBT for the Omaha Blue Crew, the Crane representative of the TBT. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I was having a blast out there with you. Uh, what do you remember about you know obviously participating this past summer and this upcoming summer? Omaha's got a bid. You know we're gonna be a host. A site, a host region. What are you looking forward to for this upcoming summer? Man, just uh, actually having our fans. I think there would actually probably make it, you know, um, super enjoyable uh, and a time to remember. Um, yeah, it brought back just old memories as well, and it was just it was just fun to get out there and compete too. You know, like a lot of guys are off in the summer, just want some time to get some actual organized basketball. And it's, it's hard to find that sometimes when you come back and, um, you know, are in the off season training. So it was just kind of good to get that bump and uh, get up and down too, as well. And I think we had a, a great showing honestly for the first year to be able to do what we did, um, the team that we managed. So, you know, I'm super excited. Um, hope people come out and see, you know, the Canadian Red Bull. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's knocking him down. Well, you so, know, there's a like I pass it only for you to shoot it. It's not for you to put it down. It's not like you pass, I pass shoot the thing, you know. I, I hear you. There's, right. Your nickname is Big Money. There's a lot of big money at stake, million dollars that is shared throughout the team if we're able to win it. So, you know, Crane fans' participation is certainly going to be something that we're looking forward to. And we haven't experienced it since graduation. So is that one of the things that like you're really looking forward to is just to see how many people are going to be interested and to show up at, you know, DJ Sokol Arena? Uh, I'm more excited, honestly, for like to see some of the, if we could pull in some new guys some young guys, um, some younger faces or even just, you know, some actual Blue Jays that people haven't seen in a while. Um, that's kind of what I'm excited about because it, it's just, it really wasn't, 
more about us. You know, at the end of the day, this is kind of had a bigger um, goal really in mind, and it was kind of playing for a bigger picture too. And um, Josh honestly went a lot of his way to do a lot um, to get this done. And really my dad and him had a conversation really. And it was one of these wildest things. Um, and Josh basically, he basically was like, I just had this conversation with Josh, you know, um, there's going to be a whole TBT thing, you know, coming here. So I would really love you play it in blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, I know your mother would love it. Right. And I was like, Hmm, that you telling me you would love me to play in it, or is that, you know, um, <laughs> so it was just this whole thing. So it was just, you know, how much um, was taken away from Josh as well. So it's just kind of um, a, a bigger picture here, man. It's just a bigger goal. And it's just not so much, you know, the the cash involved are in mind. But like at the end of the day, you take it one game at a time, right? Like, and that's why I say I don't like to make these predictions, but take one game at a time. Um, I, I like my chances really with anybody. I like that you brought up, you know, maybe if we get the influx of some of the younger graduate Jays who have just come out or, you know, some faces that the fans haven't seen in a little while, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had a chance to have your Creighton dream team participate in TBT, who would you have on the roster? You got to give me at least nine. It depends, man, because, you know, we got to get contractual and all this and what people are allowed to do (laughs) and, you know, people are still in careers and all this. So, yeah, it depends. What what is that? What are the stipulations? I guess you're you're telling me. The stipulations is guys who are not in on NBA contracts right now. Uh, okay. So basically, essentially, all the overseas guys, guys who are what about G League are also yeah, they're yeah, available. So they are available. G League guys are available. Free agents. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll I'll go Tolliver. I'll go Corver just to be able to be a sharper, you know, just be yep. there like, oh, you could be 12th guy. I know you don't want to play anymore, but yeah, we could just toss him. <laughs> go ahead and get quick five. You know, I know you can knock in 15 real quick. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'd say my guy Reynolds, man, Wayne Reynolds. Um, he's hey. like coming to a game. Grossell, I'd love to see Grossell go. Um, I think the people would love to see Grossell. Um, mm. That's Nikkei for sure. For sure, uh, Big G, a hundred percent. Jefferson, I'd love to see da- uh, Damian. Honestly, uh, just depending on you know how his whole thing works out. Um, Mitch, I think the people would love to see Mitch. Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's see. I feel like I'm missing some people, man. Bro, I, I thought you were gonna say Marcus. I thought you Texas boys stick together. Marcus oh, Foster. Foster. I thought I yeah, was gonna absolutely, hear that absolutely. Sure. I, I, yeah, but I just know where his head is. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, uh, I would love to see Marcus. I'd love to see my boy Ronnie, honestly. I know he didn't finish out, but I would love to see Ronnie. Uh, I would love to see Leon hey. too. Leon is a perfect TBT player, honestly. Leon Gilmore is a perfect TBT player. <laughs> hey, Ronnie's uh, out here in, in uh, Israel killing. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm super, killing. I'm super proud of that dude, man. I'm super proud of that dude. He grew up a lot, bro. You named. A whole roster, just yeah. No, I oh, I could uh, a million bucks easy, like easy. Uh, <laughs> easy. Bro, I'm, I'm, you might as well I'm just go ahead and bring the A to right Omaha. Now. Hey, let's start sending out these recruiting letters. We got to start recruiting you and I, Austin, at the front of the newsletter. Just recruited. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I the think next, we got somebody uh, for that. 
Yeah, no, I know. We got to get Michael Van. We got to get Michael Van. <laughs> no, he did too much. He did too much. We got to make his his life easier this this go round. So who who are we bringing back? Joel uh, College? Who, who's going to be we doing can, all of this? Then we can find somebody for admin. That's easy, Ronnie. We can do that. <laughs> let's get Joel back into fray, bro. Let's let's get him to write those letters. I met Joel. Yeah, Joel's on the music scene, thriving. I love it. Thriving. Yeah. Uh, the the next time that we're gonna see the Jays plays is Saturday. Obviously, potentially, hopefully, right? COVID situations, right? Against Xavier, uh, we already talked about how they need to get a bounce back victory against or, or from what they suffered against Villanova on the road at Cincinnati. We both know not the easiest place to play. Xavier, a top twenty five team. Uh. We talked about the turnovers. We talked about how good the Jays can be and all that stuff. But in your mind, what's it going to take for them to get a tough road win in the Big East? I think it's going to be similar to that Marquette game, right? Um, I just, that's any Big East game. Like it could be, you know, number one, or it could be the very bottom uh, of the pack. I think we saw that too when we came in those two years. Like I think DePaul was at the bottom of the pack, but every time we were in there too, you're going to get that best shot. And two, they're knowing um where Creighton is right so like everybody's gonna you're gonna get their best shot too um as well uh they still think we're soft right so like you still gonna get that shot man um, <laughs> so just is what it is but I think they're prepared right they haven't played they're they're itching like I said like they were supposed to play the past couple uh games and they keep getting postponed so I think they're gonna come out um just like like as D-Rock would say with that edge <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to D-Rock doing a great job at Drake right yeah. now. Shout out to Tucker yeah. DeVries, our guy. Shout yeah, out to my boy. We're going to need a big bounce back game from Hawkins. Do you expect him to be super aggressive coming out the gates, knowing that, you know, he didn't play too well at Nova? I don't think so, man. I, I just think they're all going to be um, playing their games. You know, I think they're going to be in the gym enough to now they're comfortable, right? Um, watching no film, had enough time to prepare. Um, they know what to do, right? Like it's in the first go round. Um, I don't, I don't think he should be out there hunting shots, right? Like that's probably not the way to go about it. But he seems like a player that has let the game come to him, and usually that works for him the best, right? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what he's going to do. Yeah, there'll be some draw up for him for sure um, to try to get him going, but. He's always just kind of knows the right times to, you know, put his imprint on the game. One blue jay that I'm as well. One blue jay that I've been, you know, waiting to see him do some crazy. He's had a lot of hype. He's the number one recruit we've ever had, Arthur Kaluma. Uh, I've been waiting to see, you know, what he can do. I know how much talent is there. His game is he's got a bag. He knows how to do a whole bunch of different things. And plus his athleticism really helps him out. But for whatever reason, not everything has clicked for him this year. Austin, I need you to put your coach hat back on. If you're a coach, what are some of the things that you're you know, working on him with and, and helping him out in on the practice floor that is going to translate onto the game floor where we're finally going to see his potential be fulfilled? I just think he has to grow through some things, right? Like, like I spoke to earlier, game's a little bit faster. Um, granted, it's not too much faster. He he's plays at a pretty high level. Um, and like you said, he has a lot of tools. Um, I just think he has to slow down. That's usually what everybody has to do, right? Like you, you slow down half second, half a millisecond. Um, the game changes like exponentially. 
Um, and that's probably what he really needs to do is just slow down a little bit, right? Like he's trying to, he like you testament to what you thought Rock Hawkins should do um, being too aggressive. I think sometimes he forces it too much, right? And you just got to let the game come to you naturally sometimes. And then you can put your imprint on the game once you know, okay, I'm in rhythm. I got it rolling. There we go. Or if not, go get an easy one, right? Like sometimes I still has that young head of going to take a tough shot, maybe take a tough midi, right? Take a tough three. Um, so, yeah, I just think he just got to sometimes let the game come to him man, and maybe get fouled once, get to the rack, right? Get to the free throw line, mm -hmm. see one go through. What happens with you once you see one go through? Once you see one go through, for me, like, I, I might, the yeah, things open. That, that bucket like, is big as hell. It looks like that. It looks, yeah, like, oh, I can just <laughs> throw it up there. I'll just throw it at that thing right there. <laughs> it's orange. Right. Okay. Bro, I have a question I need to ask you for the entirety of our friendship. I, I don't think I quite understood why this has happened, but I need you to tell the world who's your favorite NFL team? The Eagles. And they snuck into fly, the playoffs. This fly, year. Somehow, fly, fly. But here's a question somehow, that I never... Well, wait, 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 wait. All right, back up. Let the people know too who your favorite team is, oh. real quick. Just so <laughs> they <bro>. know. <laughs> I think everybody who saw my story last weekend no, felt they my pain when right I took here. off my Colts jersey and threw He's it on the ground. Indy Colts fan, folks. Bro, but here's my question. A guy from the colony, Texas, is an Eagles fan and not a Cowboys fan. I don't know why I never bothered to ask you that question, but why is that? Uh, so I moved to Philly in like eighth grade. Um summer of my seventh grade moved there for a year uh, i was a big michael vick fan honestly i was i played football and i was honestly better at football than i was at basketball so i played quarterback so i was a big michael vick fan McNabb fan um Deshaun jackson fan uh love andy reed so i'm kind of you know secondary chiefs fan um uh, but just growing up in dallas uh, too none of really my family was any a cowboys fan uh dad was a dolphins fan mom's like a Steelers fan um wow. Yeah, so but like weird, growing up in Dallas, I mean, it's similar to here. And I guess it's kind of why I fell in love here, too, um, is uh, the fans, you know, like the love that you get is, is impeccable. But like in Dallas, it's hard to deal with um, those fans every year. Right. Is their year. Um, every <laughs> Obnoxious year, ass fan. Every year. <laughs> every year. But I love it. You know, America's team uh, do what they do. Jerry Jones. Great businessman, um, but yeah, just not a Cowboys fan. Anyways, I so I'm glad that I finally got you know the reasoning behind all of that. But how do you think they're gonna fare? I think they played the Bucks, right? If I'm not mistaken, how do you think they're gonna do? The boys, who Eagles or Cowboys? No, uh, the Eagles. I think uh, they played the Bucks, right? I think the I think, I think Hurts is still figuring out his way, right? Um, yeah. And now he's kind of, you know, now they're kind of giving him a little more reins um, and a little more confidence too, which, you know, as a player, like you need that confidence um, from mm -hmm. management, coaches, whatever. Um, so it, it, you know, instills that trust and it just kind of gives you that ability to go out there and play free. Um, and that's kind of what he's doing, but Tom Brady, you know, I don't care how you feel about the man, but it's kind of the same way like LeBron James. I don't care about how you feel about the man, but greatness is greatness. Um, yeah. And consistency is consistency. Um, and, you know, stats speak for themselves. 
my boys are already in Cancun yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. One, two, three, they, Cancun. Yeah, well, you know, they're they're getting one more extra check, so you know, <laughs> fight to the end, oh, they're, though. They're bro, a fight. They they better fight to the end. You know what? I'm I'll be on your camp this weekend, bro. I'm cheering for the Eagles for sure, and you know, Tom Brady being a Patriot. Hopefully, everybody is. is Hopefully we get enough of that energy that, you know, it flips over there in Vegas. Yeah, you know, I have personal hatred for Tom Brady because he he killed our Colts so often that I just can't even look at him anymore. So I'm going to cheer for you this weekend. We'll see how that goes, though. One last question. You know I got to ask you, bro. We've seen some snippets, a couple of pictures pop up on the gram. You modeling for the Martin Digman clothing line. Uh, shout out to Avery doing some big things over there for him and his father's company, Thriving. Uh, a big word that you've used earlier, thriving, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, when are we going to see the full uh, photo shoot, everything that you had to model for the Martin Digman clothing company? I know you remember that old uh, traditional line, man, always something like for the kids. Um, but no, they just got to... <laughs> They got a great organization over there, man. Great company there on something great, growing a, you know, exponential numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know when I can give you all that. You know, you just kind of, you know, that's why I say keep your toes so you see it. And then it's like, oh, that's that's all original (laughs) content, right? Like you're waiting for it. You can't just, (laughs) but uh, no, (laughs) it's coming here soon, man. Um, Got some great stuff on the way. Great, great content Mm -hmm. on the way. Great products too. Go check them out. MartinDigman.com actually. For yet. You know, I'm shocked that that was your first modeling gig. I could have sworn that Lululemon was an uh, before anybody that. else. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say a first modeling gig, but like actually in, you know, actually in the secondary the career. Folks. Is that what we're seeing unfold right in front of our very eyes? I mean, they say you need um, seven different sources of income to be a millionaire, right? So. <laughs> I guess That's it could be awesome. one of them, right? <laughs> uh, yes, <Austin. laughs> oh man, I'm waiting on it, bro. I'll be honest, I'm waiting on it. So we got TBT coming up this summer. We got some Martin Dingman stuff coming up. Uh, what else do you have on your plate lately? What else can you tell the Jays fans about? You know what what you've been up to? Uh, got two classes left of uh. My master's of finance, uh, finishing up uh, the certificate um, for financial modeling uh, evaluation. Uh, just finish up his venture fund, tech venture fund out of San Francisco. Um, majority of that portfolio was based in uh, space investments, uh, which was it was great. Um, opened my mind to a lot. Um, now just kind of, you know, trying to finish up what I got to finish up here and just kind of take care of home. Had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, so just kind of cleaning that up, man, and growing up a little bit. Okay, well, aren't we all? Aren't we all trying right. to? Right. Yeah, you know, I guess. Bro, you just got to remember the fans are always going to have your back. You know, we have one of the best fan bases in in the nation for sure. You know, I'm always going to have your back, bro. I'm your brother for life. I appreciate Don't you ever forget it. I appreciate you taking time out to step into the gym with me one more again, bro. You know, it's always love when I see you, when we get to catch up and all that stuff. So I appreciate you so much, brother. Appreciate you as well, man. Everybody else, make sure to like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network. I'm going to I'm gonna keep pressing it. You guys got to follow us. You guys got to like our, our content. You got to subscribe for sure. You know, you guys keep listening. I'm going to for sure keep talking. 
This was Austin Chapman, our 12th guest of season number two. Uh, any last words that you want to say to anybody out there, Austin? Not much. We just appreciate all of you, uh, the Jays fans, absolutely. Uh, Road Jays, hope to see you this summer. Um, just keep supporting those boys. You know, it's going to be a tough up and down year, but you just keep giving that support and that'll build confidence. 100%, bro. Road Jays. You heard it from you. All, yeah, you heard it from Austin. I was going to say, as always, be safe, everyone, and go Jays.